0: Look at that beautiful naked man popping into our Zoom. Hello. Do
1: you have a sensor bar over your chest or are you just happy to see <laughs>
0: <it>? <laughs> You look like you just got subbed out in the 78th minute of the Portland Timbers Sporting Kansas City game at Providence Park.
2: <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> oh, no. This is episode 60! Flying Flying start. <laughs>
0: Are we ever going to learn how to do this cleanly?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, watch him come back uncensored, full nip. Nope, now he's gone. Oh, my God. If he,
0: so to the listener, Benny showed up clearly wearing a tank top that was mostly blocked by his microphone. And then after one quip by JP and I each, he froze and disappeared. So he couldn't, he, he can't take the heat anymore. He <laughs> can't take the heat, get off the Zoom feed as they say
1: oh how long until he comes back i bet you his laptop's dead or something something preventable
0: yeah something he could have been working on uh all all
1: sunday here he is we hate entering the chat take two all right i hope he's wearing the same outfit knowing him he could be wearing something completely different though he does that. exactly he'll
0: have, he's he's gonna have an alonzo morning hornets jersey on when he gets in here <laughs> <laughs> My computer didn't like that snarky comment, Terry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry,
0: Betty's computer. Will you forgive me? We need Betty for the episode. Please, please it let him hang me. out. Okay, Betty can come out and play. Uh, welcome to the 60th episode of the Belligerent Beaves podcast. Woo. We've done six of these.
1: No, 60. That's six. Yeah, not six.
0: Six. No, we've done six. Six tens. Five, <laughs> five dozens. Oh
1: yeah, good math. Way so we're em- we're
0: embarking on our sixth dozen. Is you're what on I that donut math to say Don- donut math exactly, exactly the only math that we recognize. I'm Terry Horseman. I'm joined as I always am by my beloved friends and co-hosts J.P. Bertram and Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Wehage. Uh, Benny, we do need to talk about the the sleeves or lack thereof that you're you're currently displaying like you look like you just walked off the set of a 1997 Backstreet Boys music video <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not December
3: man <laughs> I um yeah man it's it's uh it's not hot it's warm and I don't have AC so that's why you see me in a lot of jerseys it's been, and, it's been and well and now documented. Documented.
0: yeah Right. Yeah. You. You look like you're about to shed that black tank top at Woodstock '99 and go. Go. Stomp l- on some plywood. That's go crowd surfing. Help crowd surf Fred Durst in the pit. <laughs> Dude, I've consumed you way too much Woodstock '99 content. I, the Netflix documentary series, the HBO documentary the the ringer podcast there's been so much content i feel like in the last three years about woodstock 99 and i just i i love i love love. dysfunctional music festival content is something i've learned here in my mid-30s is content that i am a hundred percent here for at all times shout out Firefest.
1: how many people would be interviewed for when nappy roots performed at uh, or tried to perform at our fraternity None, because that event was perfect. I don't know what you're talking
0: about, or even inferring a little bit.
3: <laughs> it wouldn't have been perfect if uh, we didn't have the greatest idea ever of throwing
0: light sticks off of uh, the roof Glo- of the Glow house. sticks, glow sticks, let's re- yeah. remember. Because yeah. no one was going to steal our shine. No. Not even a terrible sound system from a, a certain Corvallis drinking establishment that will rename Nameless.
1: That's right. Their name is now Nameless? Did you just rename them, or... That will be renamed nameless. Remain, rem,
0: <laughs> remain as the renamed nameless. We're off to the
1: best start ever, and it's I all...
0: think so. I think so. This is capping off a great weekend. It's great to see you guys. How are you?
1: So doing good. Well, man, I just spent like eight hours doing yard work, <laughs> and I. This is so me. You guys are gonna laugh so hard. I was in the middle of trying to fill what's now a sunken area in my lawn with topsoil and lawn seed right just like the normal shit you do and when i went to go fill it i only had one bag of topsoil and it was like a drop in the ocean how much i was able to fill so instead of going to the store In wasting my own time, I insta-carded. I was insta-carded. You
0: you insta-carded topsoil. topsoil. You literally love Two two young women show
1: up, like, lugging 40, like, six 40-pound bags of topsoil as I'm out in front. (laughs) Spreading seed around with my little walker, and I'm like, "Do you guys need some help?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> right, it it, it doesn't. To... It
0: doesn't count as a do-it-yourself project if you Instacart all of the supplies to yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's now I now I smell like manure. So you guys well, should be normal. happy. This is a Zoom event. You have you
0: have little nice. kids. That's normal. <laughs> One of them still in diapers.
3: Yeah.
1: And I too. was uh I, <laughs> I speaking
3: <laughs> of diapers I was putting um together a flower bed a couple weeks ago Speaking and, of uh,
0: diapers I was just putting my diaper on to get ready yeah. for the show
3: and had an accident I was going to it's it's a huge it's a huge raised flower bed so I couldn't use bags of topsoil or else it would have cost me like $5000 so I heard about this place Tagro in Tacoma that you can get topsoil from. And it's super cheap. It was like one one cubic yard was like 20 bucks, which is a lot of soil. It like fills up the bed of my truck. And uh, it wasn't until I got like the fifth bed of soil and put it into my uh, raised flower bed that someone was like, you know what that is, right? And I was like, I have no idea. And it's the treated sewage from the sewage treatment plant that they <laughs> put it, they make it in the soil. It's 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 human poop
0: that they in make in the yard. soil. But the but plants it's,
3: love it, man. The, I've it's never sustainable. had plants grow so good I, in my life.
0: I don't know why you thought you were gonna be embarrassed by this. This is, We are a very planet positive podcast. Do you guys want to save the yeah. world. One one pile of human shit at the time. It's the Lord's work you're doing, Benny. Uh, anyway, uh, I live in an apartment and had nothing to do with topsoil this weekend. Uh, but I was at a lake for a little bit, and I got back a couple hours ago. That was a good time.
1: We we couldn't uh, get a hold of you for, like, a long time. So we're we – I was sessions. responding.
0: I had cell service. I didn't have the internet. And I, oh. you got a hold of me because I said I'm not – I'm putting my phone away and just going to the lake and not looking at my phone.
1: You literally told me to slow down. I did. T-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had like 73 text messages and 72 were from the Belligerent Beads group chat. And the 73rd was like a personal message from you which meant to be on the Belligerent Beads group chat. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in like an eight-minute period. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. I was making fun of you, but I can't blame you. There's a lot going on in belligerent beefs land. And I was on That's the Wu Tang ride. And you're on the oh. Wu Tang ride. Yeah, Peloton, that was good. And listeners, you know we love Peloton. We're not sponsored by Peloton, but we should be. Since yeah, January really of 2021, when I first started on the Peloton app, after months and months and months of JP telling me to get on it.
2: <laughs> of all the artist
0: series rides, I've wanted a Wu Tang ride. It's finally here in the All for One music festival series. There is a Wu-Tang ride on the Peloton app and I was nowhere near a stationary. I was near a seven-speed bike that broke after 100 feet of riding it, so I didn't get to do the Wu-Tang. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing it tomorrow
3: morning before work. Can I give you a little spoiler? It won't ruin it for you, Terry. Of um, course it won't. I, uh, I did the ride earlier this afternoon nice. and and they do have the opening of method man in the ride and it is awesome how awkward the yeah. uh, the instructor gets <laughs>
2: So I, I feel, feel like, like she
0: knew, she knew that it. it was gonna be in there.
3: Oh my god! Like,
1: well, that was awkward. Well, because <laughs> yeah.
0: normally they'll they'll do that thing where it's like, oh, also FYI, this playlist is
1: explicit. So p-
0: get put put your headphones on. Not safe for but work. But also usually
1: try to like talk over some of the big explicit moments. But of that, that one needs
0: on. like four wardians. JP, please don't play five seconds of the intro, but please play five seconds of Method Man by Wu Tang Clan, and of course the Method Man. <laughs>
1: One of the best songs
0: from that album and <laughs> Enter the Wu 36 Chambers. I'm so excited to take this ride tomorrow. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be the best way to start to start a Monday for me.
2: <laughs>
3: there is not an old lady, but like I would say a middle-aged lady who I sixty plus lady? No, like uh, uh, like uh, between oh, 45 it? and 55, who definitely didn't know who Wu-Tang was, who looked super uncomfortable when the opening <laughs> of
0: Bethany was playing. It's great. Wow. I, I can't believe it. But, yeah, so JP was like, Wu-Tang is feeding my creativity right now, which oh, they man. do. They're all geniuses, so, of course. So uh, part, part of this creativity, I, I think – Let's just start with the biggest news. Yeah. Shout out to Oregon State football running back uh, Damian Martinez, who just a year ago, a couple days ago, had committed to Oregon State football, and two days ago was, uh, two days ago, as we're recording this, uh, it is Sunday, August twenty first, two thousand twenty two. Two days ago was announced as the second belligerent Peeves athlete, and we are really stoked about this partnership with mean. Damian. We're very excited for what he's going to do on the field for the beeves this fall, and we are just we want to promote him and uh, empower his Oregon state uh, athletic career as much as we can. So we're so happy to have Damian on board. Yeah, the way to go into the weekend and, oh. and announce Damian Martinez as the second Belinder Beeves athlete joining Sarah Hendigas. We got a yeah. running back and an ace. Yeah,
3: for yeah. nailing it. Damian Martinez is going to be the best Oregon State running back from the state of Texas and you can take that to the oh, bank.
2: Shit.
1: That's fight <laughs> words, but I do Ooh. I do love it. I agree. Well, that
0: that that statement uh, is really exciting now as I'd like to welcome to the Zoom uh, Jaquiz Rogers. <laughs> signed off. This is uh, where Betty look. Look for the house in Tacoma with all of the human poop piled up outside of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
2: yeah,
0: I I'm not ready to say, to say all that, but I am very excited uh, about him, and, and yeah, I can't wait. And yeah, the the video, which was obviously produced by or JP, put on our uh, Instagram reel and our, our Twitter thing. So. Uh, great job, everyone. Great job, us. Uh, welcome, Damien. And within, like, seconds, he had Belligerent Beefs athlete added to his uh, social media uh, profile. So that's just exciting to see. It's exciting shit. And I, I think it's important
3: to-, to call out, too, that uh, th- none of us, the Belligerent beeves, we are not profiting off of this at all. We are doing this to give back to the student-athletes um, and-, and trying to uh, do what we can um to you know promote them and uh and make sure that they're getting the notoriety uh, that they deserve so I, I think that that's really important to know that this is not a for-profit thing for us at all for yep sure. i mean our goal is to uh put put a magnifying glass on oregon state sports and the athletes that prop it up and yeah. and this is uh one of the attempts to do that mm-hmm. harvard of the pack
0: 12 paris of the pacific that's northwest right. soon to be national champion oregon state beavers eat shit big 10 uh, yeah. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not all that. Maybe not all that. But we did get two votes in the coaches' poll. Yeah. Nice. Which, if you had, if we had been on this podcast five years ago, exactly five years ago, you could say at that time you could make the argument that getting two votes in a preseason coaches' bowl and a national championship in football had the same probability of happening. So, <laughs> we wouldn't have even gotten a vote from our
3: own coach in the coaches' poll five years ago. Well,
0: and also Jonathan Smith, uh, the coaches' poll, like change, Jonathan Smith's not a, a voter in the coaches' poll, and I also don't think you can vote mm. for your own team, Benny. I, I mean, mm. so someone who is in the coaches' poll though is is Herm Edwards, and I'm <laughs> positive Herm was one of the two votes that that we got. Uh, I, I want. I, I have no uh, evidence on why. I just. I just saw the list of coaches, like, like the forty-five coaches across the country who get to vote in that poll this year, and I saw Herm's name on it. And I was like, Herm voted for us for sure. So th- that was probably the <laughs> funnest thing he hey, did all week. Hey, thanks, he's Herm. got <laughs> Quite a ball of yarn to untangle down at Arizona State right now. Right. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just need to think about what Jonathan Smith's doing uh, up there. But um, <laughs> what could help Herm out is uh, investing in the new line of glassware. That that we have at belligerentbeeves.com/slash merch. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that it's been over a
2: year.
0: <laughs> we finally <laughs> have pint glasses and we have steins yes. and we have wine tumblers. The koozies are back and they're flying off the shelves. Uh, belligerentbeeves.com/slash merch. Uh, new merch drop. Uh, just th- this weekend, we finally found a way, uh, working with our supplier. Uh, to get what has been, I think, the most requested type of item into the Belligerent Beavs merch store, and that is a Belligerent Beavs logo pint glass. But there's also all kinds of other shit, too. Like, oh, yeah. I, the Stein is, is awesome. Shout out to JP for getting this. The Stein is one of the coolest things yes. I've seen in my life. Agreed. Like, that's yeah. that's straight out of Oktoberfest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or any, If you want to look like a boss at any sort of tailgate... You have a foamy spine and just walk around with the Belligerent Beefs logo on there. Mm. Yeah. Also, I have to point (laughs) out that the stainless steel pint cup is actually the perfect tailgating cup because if you have had too many beers and drop it, it will not break. Mm. That's a guarantee. Yeah. Mm. That's a Belligerent Beefs guarantee. Should I put that like in the bottom of the? (laughs) That's a Belligerent
0: Beefs guarantee. I gotta get this wine tumbler, tumbler, man. I like, I love tumblers.
1: I know there's something about insulated cups that make me feel so excited. Yeah, it's I don't know. Probably- <laughs> it's make- the small
2: things in life, man. I'm so <laughs> excited. <laughs> uh
0: well, wonderful, wonderful work, JP, again, on the uh, on, on the merch line. Uh, so check out belligerentbeavs.com uh, slash merch. Um, also, it was kind of dope to see that the uh, football team was practicing in Providence Park today. Yeah. Uh, just their shots in practice looked dope. Uh, I know tickets uh, for that game have been slow a little bit. Uh, I haven't checked much today, but I hope they picked up. So, uh, beeves, listeners, like we're all going to be there. Hope you can join us. Uh, get your tickets i know they're cheap uh most of, like 40 percent of the people who listen to the show are in portland so if you're in portland and you haven't gotten your tickets yet then get your act together and get those damn tickets and join us uh tanner ridge if you can i used to smoke pot with tanner ridge uh, <laughs> <laughs> and join us in cheering on the beaves to victory against the montana state bobcats in the home of the Uh, Portland Timbers where Benny was uh, just playing in a match against uh, sporting Kansas city. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun. Not fun. Um, Let's uh, move on to the beer segment, the always much anticipated beer segment. Uh, JP, I know you're particularly excited about this. Based entirely off of the reaction that you just had, so why don't we
3: start with
1: you? <laughs> Thanks. I uh, I'm happy you did start with me. So it's been a while since I've had a great Notion beer. It's which... been three weeks, mm. but sure. <laughs> since you've been counting, sure, it's been less than that for I, me. I, I, a while. I don't know how long. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's also been a while since I've had a Block 15 beer. So I decided to just knock it out in one punch. The oh, pe- shit. Punch you in the eye. An IPA with peach and apricot.
0: That's a Block 15 Great Notion collab?
1: Yes. Oh, what? Oh, what?
0: what? No!
1: Look Is it at a sour? it. It's so beautiful. It's heavenly, man. No, it's just a perfect. Oh, it's an IPA. Hazy. Yeah, it's so good. Mm. Mm. So, so easy. Yeah. Peachy and orange in there, too. It's, it's like for perfect. it being 85 degrees outside right now, it's money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way to it's go, nice. Great Notion and Block 15. Congrats on a successful collab. What a great collab.
0: Five. Out of five on Untapped, <laughs> the first time
1: <laughs>
0: from the toughest grader in the Untapped world. Great job! What Would you give it? Great. No,
3: what are good. you? What are you going to give it?
1: Four point two. That's where I'm at. It's Ooh. good. Maybe a four point three. Mm. Yeah. Come
0: on, four point three.
1: Do it. That's
0: four, I know. Point, I almost was it. inclined to yell out four point three too. We want to know what you're drinking tonight, and I saw you sipping from a cool-looking bottle.
3: It's not your father's root beer again. All I need now <laughs> is a is the mug that jp was talking about or was yeah. it the wine tumbler the insulated no wine the stein tumbler? bro
1: get the, the stein. stein yeah stein. That's, nice. that's
0: that's that's the root beer that's the root beer
1: move. or uh, the frosted is, glass uh beer mug is also a good root beer one
2: that's like so would a, a, a hard a w
3: oh oh yeah would yeah. would a um would you guys consider a hard root beer a beer or a soda
0: it's
1: like a hard you photo, just blew right? my mind i don't know i know it's not
0: it's not technically a beer right because this is it just i don't kind know of, it's had had like a, good... a it has like what's what's the alcohol in it like vodka
1: yeah it's it's, it's 80 it's, proof it's 60
0: <laughs> or it's 60 percent. it's six percent it's 60 percent. maybe it is it may technically be a beer then from like a scientific standpoint but it'll be a
1: cider it could be a, could it be a seltzer. Cider beer. It could be it a It does seltzer. not
0: taste like it has barley or hops in it.
3: It tastes
2: seltzer. like it
0: has a lot of sugar. I heard they've recently added more
2: Smirnoff ice. It. Hops. Hops <laughs> hops
0: yeah, it's a, it. it's a Smirnoff ice. Just flavored root beer. God, you're icing yourself. You need to get on one on one knee and finish that shit. Ben. Oh <laughs> no, no, man, no, I might throw up. I
1: still have videos of icing you, Terry.
0: I know that was a very creative and very mean way to ice me in front of not only your family, but in front of your mm-hmm. wife's entire family. Yeah, and and Ben and Ben yeah. and Skins. <laughs> and, we were and there our and our friends. Uh, if you're wondering if enough ice tastes better out of a hollowed out Vikings battle horn? Uh the answer is no. It still tastes <laughs> really bad. And it's really hard <laughs> to push down. So uh yeah that I learned that the hard way in 2014. It's and, very uh, marrowy. Don't, don't care. Um oh I do have a <laughs> ooh maybe I could work this into
1: the segment. I think you should talk more towards the microphone. Maybe oh, I could yeah. work this into this
0: segment. I have the Vikings battle horn that JP gave me as his Did you break it? No. No,
2: that's the a little like just, thing you get just tidier just oh. Here. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You just put
0: that in that. So actually, should I? Doesn't doesn't smell too bad. I'm gonna drink my beer out of this tonight, <laughs> right? Oh, don't do it. I wouldn't I do know. that.
2: Why I, I, I would do it. Do, do it I would do it. I it. If, if do you it. were like
3: it doesn't smell like anything.
0: It doesn't smell like anything. Do it. Yeah, it doesn't smell like that. I've. It smells like marrow since the, since JP iced me eight years ago. Yeah. Anyway, so no, so now I've got some pieces uh, to do, but I do I strategically picked out um, my beer for tonight um, from Udapil's Brewing here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the Bryn Mawr neighborhood. It's where I do yoga on Sunday mornings. It's lovely. I don't think I've had one of their beers on the show before, but I'm drinking their. Hellas Munich style lager specifically Mm. because the can is decorated in the same way that the throwback German national team soccer jerseys were um, with those stripes in honor because those are some of the best soccer teams, you know, to play, especially on like the national circuit, both men's and women's soccer. Uh, And that is obviously in honor of Oregon State women's soccer, putting the beat down on Wyoming today. Oh, man. Four to one. Um and I decided I want to be comfortable, so I'm not gonna drink it out of this horn. I'm just gonna drink it normally and hold the horn. What? No um, boo. I'll have a little bit, I'll have a little bit out of the horn. I'll have a little bit out. All oh of man, it. you are so bad
1: at
3: peer pressure, Terry.
0: I really Well am. he's you the, do the do first it. he's the one who said he's gonna do it.
1: He <laughs> literally said Ah well, I'm, doing, I'm gonna it. drink I'm my beer it. out of this horn and then he then he walked it back. That's his own fault.
3: That's true. It's a good point. Yeah. Oh, man. Was it good? Yes. Nice.
0: There's a little bit lo- I have to finish this before I talk. So, anyways, <laughs> cheers to you guys. I'm cheersing with a horn. Cheers! You to- cheers! Salud. Love y'all. Go Beavs. Mm. And now, while I, f- while I finish drinking out of this horn that uh, I r- really can't do anything else with, I'm gonna we'll do the ad read later. Uh, J- JP talked to us about Jade Carey and... Um, her,
1: her, her awesome day
0: on, on the mat today.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So shout out to Jade Carey. Interestingly enough, like she, she returns to competition outside of uh, Oregon state. And I guess this was like a rarity, like almost like unheard of and really all of her path through gymnastics has been quite a rarity, right? Where she had competed in the Olympics after, really kind of getting her shot with Biles pulling out of the Olympic events and was successful clearly and just catapulted herself into the mainstream of uh, gymnastics. Then finally enrolled at Oregon state after I believe like committing years prior. So essentially she was 20, I think when she ended up as her first fall on campus. So, she goes to Oregon State and she just dominates literally every event. I mean, like she had like one of the average her lowest score across all of her events were you know what people dream of doing when they start being gymnasts, uh, as like a as like getting a score like that one time, let alone getting you know perfect tens. So uh, and gold medals. So she's back, still competing outside of all of these other things. And shows up to the U.S. Gymnastics Championships. It's a two-day event, so they kicked it off Friday. They wrapped it up today. Um, it was like a cumulative score. The scoring was different. This was definitely something I wasn't aware of, and I was trying to follow along with. I don't know if you guys caught this as well, but the scoring was very different. It was a lot of like, like showpersonship and like uh, a lot around uh, how perfect that you landed versus how hard the the um, move was, right? So, so they like- were
0: trying to create, the judges were trying to create blemishes where there are no blemishes detected. <laughs> it's my read on the situation.
1: Well, it can't be easy. I think it's the same, though. It's, it's very similar to like Olympic competition, I believe. I might be wrong. I'm sure Warren's going to come in and be like, Figure it out, man. You, I, yeah. we've told you all this Warren, already. lauren but... has
0: got to take us to school yeah. a few more times for us to really <laughs> yeah, get it. And then if you, but
1: more times I, I believe it is different than the Olympics, and uh, or it's the same as the Olympics, but different than S two A, where they do focus a lot more on the blemishes, right? They don't worry about how hard the trick was or whatever, and or maybe it's vice versa. But either way, um, she had a, what I thought was an insanely great floor routine on Friday, um, and the score man kind of of felt like she got screwed there but shout out to jade gold on the vault silver on the floor i think she finished fifth overall but she was voted by the coaches and athletes to be the usa gym athlete of the year
3: wow yep amazing
1: yeah nice Congrats, Jay. I saw
3: what the Washington Post uh, tweeted out an article that they wrote. It was about gymnasts in, in general um, and how the path through college was typically um, sort of a death blow to any sort of like national team career before. Um, but they featured uh, Jay Carey. The, the tweet that they put out to the story uh, had a picture of Jay Carey. So she's getting a lot of notoriety these days which is great to see
0: for sure and shouts to jade for getting this uh academic year off on, on a winning note when it's not even gymnastics season she's winning <laughs> shit when it's not even the gymnastics season it's yeah just we, we can't not talk about jade Carry because she just keeps on doing
2: uh
1: that's why she was in all of our mount rushmore's
0: that's right and a, and a first team all Bay Bay selection Just those, and those are the and the baby's Hall of
1: Fame, and she's got all of the all of those are the most
0: those are the most prestigious awards that she's won. Followed (laughs) distant second gold medal, Uh, um, but you know, big big year, and more even more big things coming for uh, Jade Carey. Uh, Other big things happening: we uh, the aforementioned Oregon State women's soccer team, the first official team events of the fall sports calendar. Sorry, women's soccer opening with a one-one draw against Eastern Washington oh. and a four-one drubbing against Wyoming. There you uh, go. Overall, I do want to point out the the one-one draw. Whatever shit happens, uh, a draw and a win in the first two games. We everyone would have preferred two wins. You know, Coach Senakola would say the same thing. Uh, but a win and a draw is is better than a lot of other possibilities. Also, I want I threw this stat in the notes combined on the weekend of the, the two games together, uh, the beefs outshot their opponent four to 16 really controlled the pace of play. Uh, just weren't fine the back of the net against Eastern Washington, uh, on, uh, on Friday, um, or Thursday. It was when that, uh, that opening game took place. Uh, but also hell, hell of a PK save by Haley Cole oh. in, the, in the 81st minute of that game, uh, to, to keep it alive. Um, and then for Amber Jackson to set up Caroline Duncan to get the equalizer and at least have the result, and that's what great teams yep. do. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be full on. Uh, you know, I was gonna say b Man City, but Benny, they drew today. <laughs> as, as you <laughs> but you're, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win four one, four nil every game. In some games, it's just, you're even when you have uh, the better quality and you're putting more shots on goal and you have uh, the better possession, you're just not always gonna find the back of the net. So you gotta that's get. Right. Spin some positivity on it so for them to show that fortitude in the last you know t- 10 minutes of the game. And uh, you know, Bridget Skiba was great between the pipes for this team last year. So seeing Haley Cole step up in that big moment and make that kind of save yeah. like that, yeah. that makes me feel like the keeper position for this team is in good hands.
2: Yep, yep. and literally, and
0: that's that's huge. Yeah, again, <laughs> good, good, good set of keeper gloves. Um, and then for them, had there been a draw. To a draw or a loss or something like that today then it'd be like ooh, like not, it's still very early in the season but for them to you know put it on a, a wyoming team um that's been good uh in the past four one especially you know two goals from mckenna martinez uh and also to see uh, ava benedetti scored immediately in the first half and mckenna scored immediately in the second half so this is a team that Will get out immediately right after uh, after the whistle blows, and really I think force the pace and make you play to their tempo. Um, so that that was the type of result that we wanted to see in front of what looked to be a pretty good crowd at Paul Lorenz Field. That's where I'm wearing my Start of frenzy at Paul Lorenz's shirt on the pod
1: tonight.
2: Nice, nice. it looks That's great awesome. on you. Thank
1: yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly feel like the game the game on Thursday was I mean, I'm sure it was frustrating as a fan to watch. I'm sure it was infuriating as a player because they really did have so many opportunities, and it just this just wasn't dropping. Right, it just wasn't happening. Uh, and honestly, the conceded goal was like it felt a bit like a, a kind of a mix-up, a mishap where there was just like a lot of bodies in the box. The ball found the right but wrong person, and there was a lot of people in front of a call who had to figure out who or the ball handler was before they had just like, you know, kicked off the shot. And I, I was worried though, because of how much they were dominating possession and they had the ball a lot on Eastern Washington side of the field, but they were not getting anything beyond the keeper that after giving, can see that goal, it could be an upward battle. Right. I just thought like, uh, like this isn't just like a quick equalizer and then dominate the second half. This is one of those things that like they clearly have been having a tough time getting it past the keeper, and it continued that way in that second half. And what I thought was like really amazing about that what ended up being the equalizing goal in the 87th minute, right? So Duncan gets, uh, she gets the ball on the left side, and it wasn't like a forced a shot. That's what I thought the composure was. Was like what told me the most about this team already in an early, and a really kind of an early tough draw like this game was, was that uh, she kept her composure. She didn't over kick. She didn't clear the, the the post. Like it was like just this perfectly placed ball in the back right corner, right past the keeper's reach, and she wasn't she wasn't trying too hard. She wasn't pressing too hard. She just played her game, and I thought that that was. Uh, a very telling of this team and the program under, of course, coach Nicola, where it's just like, stay cool, stay calm, play your game, have trust, let's go execute. And they did that and they were able to draw, draw the game. And obviously like you said, Terry, that's not the result they wanted, but uh, it was like, it wasn't like they, it was for not for lack of trying <laughs> clearly. Right. And the fact
0: that they backed it up with a dominant performance today. Yes. Right. Exactly. Takes, like, It was there on Thursday night. The final score, not what we wanted. But clearly, it's
1: nothing to worry about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not worried at all. Not at all.
0: I feel like soccer, too,
3: is one of those games where like and and very similar to football where it takes a second to gel together as a team you have to have all 11 players on this on the same page um and and looking at the game at eastern washington i think those games can be the most difficult where you're you're you are dominating the possession time right uh you're you're playing most of the game in their end it's like playing a half court basketball game with a team that plays incredible defense it gets demoralizing after a while so the fact that they kept on pushing kept on pushing kept on pushing and were able to get that goal in the last minute that's huge and and obviously I think if you look at it the talent at the talent level Oregon State would be significantly higher than Eastern Washington but those games are tough Um, and when you have a team that just parks the bus into the defensive end that even for a really good team playing a really bad team that does that it's it's difficult to get shots on goal and it's really difficult to get the ball in the back of the net right. and they managed to do that so and i know you didn't
0: me, you didn't mind. say it like this but eastern Washington's also not a bad team they're not a bad
3: team yeah. but i think right. oregon state significantly better on paper we
0: don't, we don't have time to dissect uh every every single goal because we gotta get into the pre- previewing of men's soccer this this coming weekend and then also get into the uh belligerent beefs fantasy draft uh but i want to say the of the four goals today i think my favorite was the fourth and final goal by amber jackson uh which is a incredible touch uh on a long ball a lot long long ball uh (laughs) clinical fantastic finish but the pass by sawyer service which is the perfect name for a midfielder who provides incredible service So Sawyer was a great player on this team Uh, last year, I believe, started every single 18 uh, or made 18 starts and played just a ton of minutes, Um, was a big part of the success of this team uh, last year. Uh, But I think Sawyer's service is going to be a huge part of the success that this team has this year. She launches just an incredible pass to Amber for that fourth and final goal. It's still it's like the the third most recent tweet by the Oregon State women's soccer account. Yeah, um, we should you know retweet it from all of our accounts, the caption on the tweet is fantastic it's hang it in the louvre as it should be <laughs> um, so i think i think amber jackson's already off to a great start uh this season already and i think story services as well uh looking out for big things for for both uh those those two um those two beefs for this season
3: and mckenna martinez with two goals of course, yeah.
0: Of course. oh yeah yeah so hell yeah shout out Oregon State ladies, soccer. Yeah. and um Head coach, uh, Lawrence and Cinecola. Let's at least mention the next game before we get out of here. Fresno State this Thursday at Fresno. Ugh. So, going to be a tough Co- game.
2: collective, ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just playing in the Valley. Play, we know playing oh, in the Valley, yeah. Valley is tough. Playing in Fresno in August. Oh, that sounds man. fun. Followed by a game at Pacific in Stockton, California on Sunday, August 28th. Hey, so. don't hate on
1: UOP. I'm, I'm not, not hating on you. I'm the, not I'm hating. hating. I wasn't
0: I am, hating on anyone. I am hating it's gonna on be playing hot. in the Valley in it's August. It's going to be hot. That's yeah. All it's going to be hot. Oh, my God. This is a positivity. We are purveyors of positivity on this podcast. Yeah. I didn't say
1: shit. Oh, Get my out of here. God. It's going to be 103 in Fresno on Thursday.
0: Oh, man. They can cool yeah. off in the oven. You know where it's not
1: going to be, be so
3: 103? <laughs> you know where
1: it's not going to be
0: 103? What? Paul Lorenz Field. Yeah. On the yeah. campus of Oregon State University, the Harvard of the Pac-12, the Paris of the Pacific Northwest. That's right. Where the Oregon State men's soccer team, you're defending Pac-12 champions. Terry Boss's crew will be opening their season against UC Davis. Oregon State men's soccer, ranked number one pac twelve preseason coaches poll mm. well tied with U Dub and then and U Dub also gets the number one national ranking. We are the number three ranked team in the country, who won last year? The pac twelve. We did no.
1: Who who beat U uh,
0: I I believe Oregon State. Yeah,
1: but
0: but also I guess we'll never know.
1: I guess we will never know. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously,
0: uh, a bit Sofian Jafal, Siki Sabo Yang, um, and others. Uh, a bit a couple big departures uh, from last year's a championship threatening team but a lot of talent is coming back for Terry Boss's team and uh they're getting they're getting the respect so they're not going to sneak up on anybody this year and and it all starts this Thursday against UC Davis and Hope that everyone who showed out for, for the women this uh, Thursday and Sunday, I uh, hope they they show out uh, this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. And we can yep. really turn Paul Field into one of the big fortresses in college soccer. Because I, I think we've got the chance to do it. We've got the talented student-athletes to do it. And another big matchup uh, in Corvallis this weekend.
3: Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, fall sports in general are going to be really exciting this year. Um, and I think that both men's and women's soccer lead the charge here. It's going to be awesome to watch. Yeah,
0: for sure. That's a good I'm point. I'm excited for Mohamed yeah. Tiam. Uh, he had some insane goals for uh, the men's team last season, and I'm, I'm hoping he'll be back with a vengeance. Uh, Dante Williams, also another big player from last year, who's going to be back. Uh, I, I, I am trying to gauge – my expectations but i'm having a hard time doing it uh (laughs) do you think it just envisioning another deep run later this fall so it's it's going to be it's going to be fun uh best of luck to terry boss and company and if you're in the corvallis area get to polaren's field this thursday at 6 p.m pacific time for oregon state men's soccer (laughs) season opener august 25th against uc davis we need the win no no one no one comes no one comes to corvallis and takes away points that's going to be the motto. I'm okay with a draw here and there. No Never. losses. That's the goal. No losses across men's and women's soccer oh. in Corvallis this fall. Let's put the fucking flag down. No one wins on our pitch besides That's right. us. We, we, we win on our pitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good clarification. That would have been. It.
0: Otherwise, it would just be draws across the board for both teams, and then literally no one would win. It would just be draws. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right, we got to get to the uh, Belligerent Beavs, Oregon State fantasy football draft. But first, Ooh. we have to shout out this episode sponsor, and that is our friends at Seamheaded. Headed. Uh, the 60th episode of the Belligerent Beavs podcast is brought to you by Seam Headed because it is still summer and baseball season is in full swing. As you c- can know by Adley Rushman and Stephen Kwan, absolutely bawling. Uh, And you're not ready for this pennant race without visiting SeamHeaded.com. SeamHeaded is an independent lifestyle brand specializing in baseball-themed apparel. And if you believe that baseball is more than a game but a way of life, then SeamHeaded is the brand for you because baseball is more than a game, damn it. And Seamheaded celebrates the rich history of our national pastime with unique designs for all baseball enthusiasts. And it has an all-new, I guess not super new anymore, but a super dope collection inspired (laughs) by and for Belligerent Beavs listeners. That's right, the three-time National Championship Oregon State Beavers baseball team. And this podcast that is crazy about them has its own line of seam-headed shirts. We've got the hashtag chop em Tea, the Belligerent Beavs jersey, the super-dope Corvallis Map Home Plate T, and much, much more available in men's and women's sizes, and also shirts exclusively available in kids' sizes for the mini-babets in your life. And as a listener of the Belligerent Beaves podcast, you get 31% off on all Seam-Headed Belligerent Beeves products when you use the promo code CHOP'EM at checkout. So hit up SeamHeaded.com today to get 31% off the Belligerent Beaves collection when you use promo code CHOP'EM at checkout for the noisest discount in the game. CHOP'EM, C-H-O-P-E-M.
1: Do it! Hey. When you have a nice discount, what percentage are you paying? I believe you're paying
0: 69% of the total original retail price. That's
3: so
2: nice. nice.
0: I don't know why they sent us that. We were like, we need a discount. I was thinking 10%, 15% off, and they're like, how about 31% off? We're like, okay. That sounds fine. We don't know what that means, but that's that's like double what we're expecting. So noise. (laughs) Don't know if that's an inside joke or anything. We're just a few uh, ignorant buds playing noisy, spoony, getting noise discounts for our listeners. (laughs) All right. As mentioned, this episode is being recorded on Sunday, August 21st. In August is fantasy draft season. So with that in mind, and also I've mentioned it, I don't think I've mentioned it on an episode in a while, but I mentioned it early when we started. I'm a giant fan of the podcast, all fantasy everything where they just have weekly fantasy drafts about different products. I'm also neck deep in prepping for fantasy football this season. I've already had one draft and we've got uh, our draft amongst our uh, uh, college and um post college friend in high school Coming up and high school oh yeah oh yeah yeah there's a lot of weird there it's just a miss band of misfits and <laughs> island of misfit toys it's like moneyball <laughs> uh, but someone actually wins on like <laughs> oh. but anyway so we had this idea so we are going we are going to do a fantasy draft of just oh, we're gonna do an Oregon State football fantasy draft and how this is gonna work is we're drafting our own Oregon State football fantasy team just for us just for fun obviously it's not it's not oregon state or current oregon state nflers or anything like that we are just drafting our favorite oregon state football players from the festival season onward so no terry baker sorry and we're gonna put together uh something of a roster of just oregon state football alums and current players uh whom we love and we can take our own approach to this however we want. If you, you can draft based on just trying to get the best fan favorite, uh, whoever had the best moments, you can go for whoever has the best stats. Uh, but I do think we all need to draft with our heart. So here are the rules. This is seven rounds total. We all draft one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and one independent defensive player. Sorry, special teams. I don't think Ooh. we have time for specialists. We all would have taken Alexis Serna anyway. Sorry, Alexis. I know you're <laughs> listening. Kickers fucking kick. We love you. You're just on all <laughs> of our fantasy teams. Yeah. Sorry, Alexis Serna, our king, <laughs> our all-time points leader. Uh, we bow down to you, and sorry for omitting kickers on this one. We know kickers are people too.
1: Wait. JP, play the backtrack of NFL primetime music while Terry continues to explain this. Yeah!
0: Yeah. (laughs) This makes my... Explanation a little bit more colorful (laughs) (laughs) So you can draft your team in any order But you do once you draft two receivers That's it for you for the receiver position Same for running backs and everywhere else Uh, So you can draft your team in any order you like And it will be snake draft So I do say we start with uh, alphabetical again So Ben gets the first pick of the first round Followed by JP, followed by me And then then the second round, me, JP, Ben uh unless there's any great objections to that and then we'll so we'll all draft our players and we'll spend a minute or two talking about why we we love each of these football players um and then this will be a nice way to just get everyone in the mood for football season just remembering uh some oregon state greats and also guys on the current roster are also part of the pool so if you want to draft chance you can if you want to draft <laughs> belligerent beefs athlete damian Martinez, you can. I, feel like Ben, that might be where Benny's going. <laughs> um, so, JP, please give me the N- the ESPN NFL draft little jingle. The do-do-do-do, do 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 Because the first ever Belligerent beeves, Oregon State-style fantasy draft is officially open. And Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Wehage Benny with the good quaff you are officially on the clock Ooh. with the first pick i i would
3: uh i, I would like to really quick ask oh. for an amendment on one pick oh. and 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 you guys will thank me for this um i'm not gonna pick them first although maybe they should be picked first um but it's in the tight end position and it is very very pre uh fiesta Bowl. okay say yes you'll thank me later
0: you're asking to propose an amendment. We're saying you can propose it. I proposed it. Wait, so you can have one. One,
3: just one player pre Fiestable. Okay, fine. You can get it's one. It's not Terry pre- Baker. It's not Ken Simonton. It's one that you guys may not Ken
0: Simonton's on the Fiestable team. You can draft Ken Simonton.
3: <laughs> That's who I'm going to draft first. Okay. Uh- <laughs> I'm drafting Ken mo- Simonson first. The
0: most anticlimactic first pick ever.
3: <laughs> it's, but that's not who I'm 30- talking about.
0: Okay, okay, let's uh, okay, let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Number thirty-five, uh, Ken Simonson, also known as Heismanton. You can get his shirt. in the belligerentbeeves.com dot com slash merch store. That's right. Uh, Betty, uh, twenty seconds about Ken Simonson, please. K- Ken Simonson, in my opinion.
3: Um, uh, along with uh, Jonathan Smith, really laid the foundation for Oregon State football coming out of the cellar. They had 28 straight losing seasons. Uh, Ken Simonton, Mike Riley, Jonathan Smith come. Ken Simonton was really the catalyst behind that offense um, and and was able to turn that ship that had sails blowing in the losing direction. So uh, shout out to Ken Simonton. I think uh, arguably the most
0: important Beaver football player in history. Right. And you can pinpoint that Game-winning touchdown run against Oregon as potentially the moment that the everything turned yeah. around for the better. Yeah. I was there. It was great. We're there. It's yeah. bedlam at Parker Stadium because right. of Benny. Mm-hmm. Benny Benny Bedlam. That's a good name for you. Oh, Benny Bedlam. Ooh, I like, I like it. it. Yeah, you're okay. just collecting nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, JP, you're free to say. Uh, 4 seconds worth of nice things about Ken Simonson or uh, announce your first pick as
1: you are. Uh name. Kenny Pittsburgh, for California stand up. That's my 4 seconds. Congrats on being the first first overall Pittsburgh. pick.
0: Pittsburgh. Remember the episode where we just talked about like the seven different Pittsburghs? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh man I guess I'll stick with the running back room. I'm going to go Steven Jackson of course. Fuck! Go nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Like honestly, the this, this was a this was a heavy torch that was passed. I mean, if you think about it, like, that's that's a lot to ask of a dude, one, like, who uh, was highly touted out of high school and could have gone to a variety of programs and been a name, but he wanted to be the name, and he wanted to make himself the name, and going to Oregon State, he knew the weight that was going uh, to be on his shoulders was he saw what Simonton did. He was supposed to be better, and I'd say he was. I, he, yeah, I mean, like he was a better, he was a better running back for Oregon State. Was his imp- This is, I think, something that everyone can argue. But was his impact on the program any greater than Simonton's? Yeah, it's debatable. I, I mean, could be, yeah. Like the, I it's mean, tough. it's a tough one to like because of what he, what he did. The kind of post college career reflects yep. back on where he went to school. He'll be um, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Exactly.
3: And he stays in touch with the with the program. And and he's still much more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Simonton was involved quite a bit for a while. I think he just had a lot of stuff come up in his own day to day. But like Right. But 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 for a guy like Steven Jackson, who had a very, very successful NFL career, he could have just moved on. He could have big timed Oregon State so easily. Yes. And he didn't. So props to Steven for that. Yeah. So that that's my take and honestly I I had him over Simonton. Sorry Benny. This is a steal it, it was it was
0: it was tough.
1: It was tough. Yeah.
0: I th- I think I would have taken Steven if I had one or two um so I uh yeah, tough to tough to see him go there, but I am moving um on the quarterback position because I have My tiered quarterbacks, and there's a lot of Oregon State quarterbacks I love, but most of them are all tied in my second tier. I have my top tier is a tier of one person. It is, of course, the Fiesta Bowl winning quarterback and our current head coach, Jonathan Smith. Uh, I'm taking Coach Smith with my first pick in the um, Belligerent Beavs Oregon State fantasy draft. Uh, Jonathan Smith, obviously huge in the Oregon State turnaround as a player. And then, you know, fast forward another 15, 16 years when we're in the <laughs> biggest mess ever. What? And he's like, I'll just save the program again uh, this time as a coach. He's doing a great job. I think something uh, – I'll I'll listen to a lot of uh, national college football podcast. One, out of just sort of curiosity because I'm, you know, not in touch with a lot of programs and I want to just – No, like, like obviously, I know, like, Alabama is going to be good and Georgia is going to be good, but I want to, you know, like, get some more context of what greater college football is thinking of. So when they sort of talk about realignment and all this other stuff, I'm hearing a lot of different national college football people at least mention Jonathan Smith and the outstanding job he's doing at Oregon State, which is a very, like, low bar to cross, really, but I'm like... I I love hearing shit like that. And he's impressing people in a way that I don't think we even allowed ourselves to think possible uh, this time in in 2017. So Jonathan Smith, great quarterback and uh, a better coach. And this might be – Yeah, Who's your next pick. So now we're doing snakes. I have another pick. Now we're doing snakes. So it's me. There is – so many people I want, which is, what I can only. Don't one. do it. Don't do I can it. only choose no. one. I can only choose one. I think I'm gonna choose chaos. I'm taking, I'm taking Chad Johnson. Because uh, I know, I know for a fact he's not coming back to me. I know Koosh was technically the more accomplished Oregon State receiver. I know Brandon Cooks is definitely more accomplished. There's other uh, Oregon state running backs who are better, but I want the flash. I want another player from the Fiesta bowl team. I want uh, the loudest player who is in the NFL with the celebrations and the shit talking and everything. Yeah. Uh, He's been even more pro-Oregon State on social media over the last few years. I'm taking Ocho, and right now <laughs> yeah. I'm buying a, 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 the, the Ocho jersey from belligerentbeavs.com slash merch. Sometimes you just got to kiss the baby. Kiss yeah. the baby. If you have a problem with this pick, that you can kiss the baby. Child, please. Also, I just, I just love I love wide receivers. I feel like I had Chad Johnson on actual fantasy football teams for a lot of years. That goes into this as well. Ocho Senko, welcome to Team Terry. You're with your Fiesta Bowl championship quarterback. You did drop the ball on maybe the four yard line in that Fiesta Bowl, which I think started the <laughs> dumb trend of players just dropping the ball well short of the goal line, but they didn't. It, they it counted. It counted. It counted. When it counts, it counts, baby. Chop him, yeah. child.
1: <laughs> Chop, Chop em, em, child. child. Please. All right. Uh, I like it. I like that choice. So uh, you've gone. Uh, you've gone quarterback, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, is that the right is that the right draft strategy, Terry? Because I mean, there's a well, the
0: quarterbacks, no. But this this isn't a traditional fantasy league that we're drafting <laughs> this
1: year. I disagree. This is a real fantasy league.
2: <laughs> we're betting a thousand
1: dollars each.
2: <laughs>
1: so I'm gonna stick with the running backs, and I'm going with Jaquiz Rogers nice
2: that's, that's a, a good v-
0: choice that's a very nice start i was very very close to taking quiz
1: yeah so i've got steven jackson and Jaquiz quiz rogers in my backfield talk about a one-two nice. punch that will ruin your life
3: that that is true it's a little <laughs> uh thund- thunder and lightning there although oh, yeah. was fast there's a lot there's a lot of thunder in both those they're both yeah, of the right thunder, and yeah. lightning yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice
1: there cool. you go. All right, Benny. Okay. You got, you've well, got, um, you got Kenny on your on the board already? What's next?
3: I got Kenny on the board. I'm going to go quarterback too. Uh, I don't, don't know. Don't if do it. It's going to be the fan favorite. <laughs> oh no. Um if you're already I'm not I'm not picking I'm not talking about you guys. I'm not picking that person. Um <laughs> I'm going to go with Sean Mannion. Oh, there, oh there you
2: go. Uh, yeah,
3: some stats you for you.
0: Minnesota Vikings, Sean Mannion. Of course yes. I love this pick. <laughs> yeah, Sean
3: Mannion, who should be starting Minnesota Vikings. I agree. Uh, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree. Well, maybe Kirk Cousins will catch COVID for the fourth time and yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe get vaccinated this time. Sean Mannion, number one or uh, in Oregon State history in passing yards in his career. Uh, in uh, passing yards in a single game uh, and passing yards in a single season. He also is the number one quarterback in Oregon state history in passing touchdowns in a career passing touchdowns in a single season and passing touchdowns in a single game. And he has had six of Oregon's top 10 performances uh, in terms of passing yards in a single game. So Sean Mannion, I think by far and away the best Oregon state quarterback statistically.
1: And and yeah, shout yeah. out to my grandma. Shout out Nana. Way to yeah, go, shout Nana. Out shout out, out Nana. She she sent uh, a little blurb yesterday, of course, that uh Sean Mannion, Pleasanton, California kid, went to Foothill High <laughs> School. And you know who also went to Foothill High School in Pleasanton? Who? None other than World Series champion, two time World Series champion, gold, glover, silver slugger, Brandon Crawford. Oh, oh. I thought
3: you were gonna say Nana.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three 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 times silver slugger? <laughs> yeah, <no.
2: laughs>
3: uh my my other pick, I'm gonna go into um I'm gonna go into the defense. Oh yeah, I,
2: I
0: knew I um, knew you'd do this. I
3: don't knew you do go, this. No, no no I'm no gonna no. Go, no I Richard it. Siegler, easy. He ah, was
0: yeah.
3: such a boss on the field, and then became an actual and, pimp off of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was say. He was also was he a Niners draft pick, right? He was,
3: yeah. Uh, R- Richard Siegler, um, Siegler, a man is such among a boss. boys, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and, and hugely, hugely instrumental on in that Fiesta Bowl uh, defense. And, and I will say this. There are a lot of names on the offensive side of the ball on that Fiesta Bowl team that are known. Jonathan Smith, Ken Simonson, Stephen Jackson, Chad Johnson, TJ Uh Was Tim Ewis on that team or was he shortly thereafter? Either way, a lot of offensive names. That defense yeah. was fucking awesome to watch. They led the league in personal fouls doubling up the number two team they kicked their ass on and off the field they they talk so much shit and they backed it up that team was so fun to watch but richard siegler man among boys absolutely
0: jp your third pick
1: oh i'm not going defense yet uh, i've got the two running backs and I'll, i won't say anything
0: i'm going mike Hass. JP, can you please play five seconds of the Mike Hass song? <laughs>
2: no.
1: <laughs> Which has been played
0: on this sh- this show multiple times. You have to play five seconds of the Mike Hass All
1: right, time. fine. Play five seconds of Mike Hass song by the radio station. They forgot me. Did not recruit me.
2: Special paybacks for the ducks and the huskies.
1: <laughs> by the radio
0: station. Six foot one. Two one <laughs> oh. Pack ten. Here we go. I just made JP choke. <laughs> 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 JP, not uh, that rhymed. Blame! <laughs> Mike Mike uh love a wide receiver that's numbered 28, among yeah. all things. I love wide receivers with running back numbers in college. You only yeah. get
1: that in college,
0: and it's fantastic. Well, <laughs> now you can get it, I think,
1: anywhere. I think it can be any can, yeah. in the NFL. V-
0: Victor
3: Bolden was wearing 38 today.
1: Whoa.
0: Incredible pick. Um
3: That's a third-rounder.
1: Belinda Cup award winner is a third-rounder.
0: I know. I have to choose Crazy. between – Two, one, I can only take one more receiver, and there's two that I really want.
1: There's Only and,
0: two? Well, b- no, because I there. Well, there's a bunch that I really want, but there's two. Think, there are two that are basically tied for the top of my board. All right, I you have got Ocho, yeah? Because I already have Ocho, I can only draft one more. Um, I think I'm gonna go a little. I love both these guys. I'm gonna go a little bit of my head over my heart here, and I'm gonna make it two Balitnikov award winners in a row. <laughs> and I'm gonna take Brandon Cook. Yes. Brandon Cooks, the logical pick. uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, number two all-time in receptions. um, Single-season reception leader with 128 in that magical 2013 uh, Blitnikoff season season. Uh, that he had uh, more receiving yards than any Oregon State wide receiver is not named Mike Hass or James Newson. Uh, I could see Newson getting picked uh, in, yep. in this draft. If if not, then still shout out James Newson, hell of a wide receiver. Yep, Cooks one of my favorite uh, Oregon State players of all time, and still balling, and actually is. I feel like I get a bonus point here. He's fantasy football relevant this season <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> he should be drafted in most drafts. Uh, the Texans are going to be a weird team, but I think he's going to have like a hundred plus receptions because he's just there.
2: And <laughs> he had a he had a sneaky great
0: year last year. He's been in the league like almost a decade now, and I know it's been a weird career for him, but um, him and great. Him and Tegan. Who's, shout out Tegan Quatoriano who scored a touchdown uh, and his name will probably be coming up uh, sure. when we get into more of the tight end rounds later depending on what weird uh, amendment Benny wants added. And then for this pick, there's a lot of route, route like different routes I could go with this pick but I feel like this is just where the draft comes to you a little bit, and I feel like i got to go with Evanson Bernard uh, with my wow. fourth overall pick. Mm. I, I waited on running back, and I'm still getting a great one, um, so I, I feel very good about it. Ev, uh, not the same flash as uh, you know, S-Jax or Quiz or Simonton, but was just really fucking good at running back for yeah. a, a long time uh for for Oregon State um and other than Ken and Quiz uh, more rushing yards uh than any Oregon State running back ever including Steven Jackson. So uh, an incredible career and I feel like he really uh started to dominate in 2006 which was my freshman year and I really came into you know watching Oregon State football at a uh, religious rate so ev dear to me and we've talked about it on episodes before he was a one-time draft pick of the minnesota twins out of high school so i didn't know that
1: yeah what we w- talked about this just... on do you listen to the pod
0: no <laughs> and and
1: like I've
3: I've I've, I've 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 stopped i've stopped smoking weed so my memory has gotten a lot better but man it was it was it was dull for a while Right. Um but got, like I don't think that Oregon State fans in the early two thousands realized how lucky we were. We had Ken Simonton, whose spot was filled by Steven Jackson, whose spot was filled yeah. by Evans Bernard, Bernard yeah. whose spot was filled <laughs> by Jaquiz, Jaquiz, Jaquiz Rogers. Rogers. Like
2: I know. Yeah. Crazy. Running back
1: you. We we still yeah. are running back you though. That's we the are. thing, It's like we still are. Sure. Like yep. <laughs> there are so many names still on this list yeah. that would have would all I mean, I'm out. I can't draft any more running backs. But that's right. There are some real, real killer names on this right. list at uh, the yep. running back position,
0: which will all be in a piece that may be addressed this week on the dive. Ooh, the, the new, dive! Ooh, what is the dive? Be- the new belligerent beefs uh, written content platform. That we maybe should have talked about at the top of the episode, and we will be talking <laughs> about more. But for those of you who listen into uh, the 85th minute of the episode, uh, you get this little thing. Yeah, the dive is our, uh, it's our, it's our blogish uh, thing. I, I hesitate to call it a blog, but we'll have some game previews and game recaps, but as well as long form, short form, just artful written content covering Oregon State sports, past and present, so and future as well. So check out the dive you can find it on the banner of uh belligerentbeeves.com. and there will be a, a very running back heavy written piece uh published uh sometime this week and Ooh. there's stuff up there already and there'll be more to come t- soon so enjoy yeah fantastic
1: that's cool we, and have, a, we uh, have a
0: blog we've got stuff we're gonna win po- we're gonna win a uh, pulitzer prize uh for sure um all right we're in, <laughs> in the middle of it? the it's your pick. Four, oh. middle of the fourth round. I've I've made four picks and it yeah, so we're in the, the second pick of the fourth round. It's to you, JP. You have Steven Jackson, Jaquiz Rogers, and Mike Hass. You can go any direction except running back.
1: Ooh. Give me Marcus Wheaton.
0: Woo oh, the reception me, king and uh Oregon or belligerent Beaves guest. So double points. Yeah. Yes. yes. Triple, double triple point. points. Triple points. There is point. there, there is no point system here, but you get mm. triple of them.
1: <laughs> Give me triple of the nothing. Yeah, thank you.
0: That's a really good. Marcus Wheaton, two hundred twenty-seven receptions in his Oregon State career, more than anyone else we've talked about so far, and yep. he was on the show.
1: Yeah, he was on the show. I I always felt that uh, his career was very underappreciated because the era of Oregon State football at the time was like kind of on the back, the downward slide, the backside of its yep. rise, right, and so. People kind of started riding us off a bit and after after Cooks it was like, eh, there's no one else there's no other playmakers that are coming through there and I really do feel like Marcus Wheaton got kind of gypped and he was a baller and in a in a quiet way as well because he like it was like, What? Like Marcus Wheaton had how many yards and how many catches today? Like he, every game I felt like it was like that. You're just like I saw him get maybe two how did he catch six for 116 yards and two touchdowns? Like where did
2: that come from? Yeah. Right.
3: Well, and I, I would add to that. So like Marcus Wheaton, his career numbers at Oregon state, number one in receptions, number four in receiving yards. And he's number eight in touchdowns. And, and I think maybe that's why he doesn't get the respect is because he didn't score as many touchdowns as some of these other names. <laughs> but in terms of being like a key contributor, I, I, I think that it's really him cooks and uh and has that are in that sort of tier one um so yeah i agree for their entire
1: careers too right it wasn't like a then i mean you throw hush in there too a bit right like that's the thing with, with 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 chad is like it was like it, a, was, it was one year it, it was, was, year. Flash. It
0: was a flash in the pan yeah 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 but it i want a, the flash it was a
1: fun flash in the pan it was yeah and it was, it was a big rough. flash it was yeah. a
0: very fun very fun very bright flash yeah um right. all right uh marcus wheaton uh benny your fourth pick you have sean Mannion, ken simonton and richard siegler very interesting go... roster you've got so.
3: yeah, that's right
0: yeah uh i'm gonna <laughs> go uh sammy
3: Strader.
1: oh Hell, yeah. yeah yeah he's yeah. the next on my list man
3: Fan, fan favorite I, uh I, I think that sammy is a fantastic story he was pretty open with uh with um some challenges with mental health uh yeah. I, I think that that he's really sort of like the first athlete professional or college that i can remember being open about that um and taking time for it yeah like, like saying right. like
1: i need a break i need to yeah. deal with this like he was one of the first to do that like that's actually a good good call
3: Right, and when he came back, I mean, I know that you guys remember this, but for the listeners that maybe don't, people were into Sammy before because for as good of a receiver as he was, he was an even better kick and punt returner. Um, And and when he would get back there on punts, uh, and the whole of Reeser Stadium was chanting, Sammy, Sammy, like that was a magical moment, I thought. Um, Magical moments um, especially after he came back, I think that Oregon State uh, fans rallied behind that. Um, they understood partially of what he was going through. They understood that he was going through something, and they were trying to do what they could to boost him up. Um, also, cheering on a very exciting athlete. So Sammy right.
0: Strader Well, and then he, when he did come back, he also like had like a lacerated kidney within yeah, like right. his fourth game yeah. back, and then had to come back from that, and then really helped that uh, 2008 team. Uh, right and also just like with that mental health stuff too like isn't it kind of crazy looking back on it that that was like a person like two years older than you when you were 18 <laughs> yeah like, exhibiting that level of maturity that yeah like because I, I remember like the the toll of just like becoming a person and <laughs> not being a child anymore yeah, and like i wasn't playing football i didn't have the demanding schedule sammy Stratter had And still didn't, you know, have that kind of understanding and growth and fortitude and knowledge. So, yeah, Sammy's an incredible person. And thank him forever for that punt return against USC in 2006. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. I still get chills every time I think about it. And I'm so happy that I do because all of the videos of that punt return on YouTube suck. (laughs) <laughs> and the, the the feed's really grainy, so it's almost better that I, I think it was just, you know, like Fox Sports Local that was covering the game. <laughs> <laughs> like High def highlights of all of the 2008 plays against USC, but the 2006 ones are just like fuzzy blobs of black and <laughs> maroon mushing towards each other. Um, but yeah, I will remember that forever. Uh, great pick. And uh, you, you get us started in the uh, first pick of the fifth round, Penny. You can okay. go any position except quarterback and defense.
3: Oh. I'm going to go uh, another receiver. Uh, James Rogers. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so I, um,
0: my the second person that I would have chosen for you defense, probably have the most endearing team of all of us
2: right now. You're, you're, <laughs> you're talking
0: at the heartstrings of voters right now. <laughs> the
3: the second person I would have had on defense, Derek Doggett and James Rogers had a magical Civil War overtime sort of combination of plays that they had. Um, James Rogers obviously so much more than that a, a end around and. What was it, the 08 Civil War? 07. 07 Civil War. Um, Yeah. uh, But, um, yeah, I mean, that was, it it almost felt like there was a bit of a lull, because there was a lull after the Fiesta Bowl team kind of came down, and James was sort of that catalyst to lift the team back up again. Um, and I mean, talk about an exciting player. Uh, it was, it was awesome to have that excitement on Oregon state football again. Um, and such a nice guy, oh, such yeah.
0: a nice and outgoing guy. So the nicest um, human being yeah. I've ever met in my life.
2: Ever? <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you. Ever, ever. ever. <laughs> uh, I love him so much more than the two of you combined. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, but seriously. Uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. James's freshman year, just like he—he he was an unheralded recruit. I believe he was a two-star. Yeah, five foot six. You could see how small he was, but I just remember that fly sweep that Riley ran, and it was just that was kind of like his ticket onto the field at first. And I just yeah. remember those early, early games that season when James was on the field. It but was that, was, like,
1: that was that was that those were drawn up for James. They Those are going to... on for James. Yeah. Also,
0: it, it started with like, oh my god, he's on the field, and we just thought it was a gimmick. It wasn't and like it was like it was it like Riley hurt. was
1: throwing Anthony Wheat Brown on the end around fly no. sweep. So it was another he...
0: another name that might come up in this. Our favorite
1: Anthony Wheat Brown. No, we're done uh, with we're done with wide receivers. By the way, oh, you we wide no, You know yeah. who has been? Uh... You
0: wanted to draft Anthony Wheat Brown so bad just because you
1: love him so much. I do. And we <laughs> all love Anthony Wheat Brown here, yeah. but you're the
0: king of the Anthony Wheat Brown
1: fan yeah. club. I love you, Anthony. We Brown turn Anthony Brown turn Anthony We Brown again. I love him,
2: but uh, <laughs> you no,
1: know, we left off this list. And we've talked about already, but like, dude, do you think about this? Like, we we went through this draft. We drafted six wide receiver to Oregon State, and TJ Hoochmanzada did not make any of our teams which is crazy. Which is crazy.
0: crazy. I was about to draft. It was Brandon Cooks and Hoosh and none of you drafted Hoosh. I I,
1: I almost insane. did, but uh, that's insane. That's insane, and I I know the listeners. And they go, "What is wrong with you?" Hushmitalis is the best receiver who's come through Oregon State, like
2: all around the pros.
1: Most no, but the most complete receiver. Even he wasn't a flashy any like in any given category, but the guy was complete as a college receiver.
0: Is this where you try to draft TJ Hushmanzada as your quarterback?
1: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we didn't draft. TJ. I was just saying, like that's pretty.
1: That's pretty wild. It just shows that the, that this school has had a lot of depth in the last twenty years yeah. at wide receiver.
0: Well, and there's three of us, so this is like not a true fantasy draft. It's six wide receivers. Without any, you know, statistical measures of how we're supposed to be <laughs> constructing this team, <laughs>
2: yeah. it's
0: just like players. We like had I so had I drafted Hoosh when I drafted Cooks, would you have drafted Cooks or Wheaton, JP? Cooks,
1: I would have had Cooks, two in the winners, yeah, and, yeah then, was...
0: and then and then Ben, you would have had Marcus two, Wheaton. you would have drafted Wheaton, and then would you draft? You would have drafted Sammy over James. Yeah. Okay. So J- James would have been the one left off then. That's still okay. insane. Crazy. And we yeah. and we would have yeah. had to t- we would have had to talk about James. We would for do this, the same this, thing. Same. Yeah. Sa- yeah. So this exact same thing would have had to happen. It's just when we released this on Twitter, like secretly, of like who had the best team, and people are like, "These idiots didn't trap <laughs> <laughs> Why does yeah. anyone listen to this podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at T.J. Hushmanzada,
3: who was a fantastic pro wide, wide receiver he really doesn't show up in any like well, single he, game season or career statistics for receiving yards or touchdowns or receptions so i don't think like at, at an oregon state level
0: i don't think i think a he point is in the top well, six, it was, it, but, was two, it was two years and yeah he right. was and also that that so that fiesta bowl season which is why uh, Chad only shows up in single-season touchdowns, I believe, if I'm looking at this right. Yeah. So Chad – and Chad had, Chad had eight to- – I drafted Chad Johnson, who had eight total touchdowns for, for Oregon State. <laughs> Your first yeah. overall pick? Before – but I still got Brandon Cooks, who had 24. <laughs> no, Jonathan was my first Oh, yeah, favorite. yeah, you're right. You're right. But you um, went back – yeah, back to back. Yeah. Um, but also Robert Prescott was on that team. as like – so, like, oh, Smith, yeah. Smith had to spread the ball around the craze, and James Newsom was on that team. The yeah. top four receivers could have all statistic – like, had we each added one receiver slot, maybe all four of those guys go. And, yeah, that's just, you know, how stacked that team was. I had um, Newsom
1: on my team or on my on my, li- my draft list, and then I started adding names as I was thinking of them, and it was, it was like, so it quick crazy. that it, it just crazy. was, like, pooh, pooh, We like, still –
0: we still have a few to go, though. So, JP, we're oh, yeah. to you with your fifth pick.
1: Oh, man. Okay, so you guys both have quarterbacks, so I don't have to really worry about that. I, I'm i done with running backs, and wide receivers. Don't do not do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to go tight end. I'm going to go Joe Newton. Damn it! Yes. <laughs> good pick. Yes. That's a great pick.
0: I think he was the top tight end, and, I mean, we've <laughs> had a lot of good tight ends, but... He was, a but he was nice.
1: the he was the first. Like, you know what I liked about him was he was kind of that uh, for a guy like who always thought of tight ends and being like block first, catch later. Like that's it, what I always had uh, for my teams growing up, and he was one of those like no, I can I'm big enough to you know leap across the middle and get and make that catch. I got good enough hands that I'm a reliable target, but I'm big enough. I'm a big enough target that the quarterback wants to throw to me. And it was really interesting to, to become a very dedicated Oregon state fan when that guy was lining up. And I think he actually paved the way there's, there's no way that he didn't really set the mark for Oregon state tight ends at that point. uh, Agreed. The tradition carried on pretty much for every generation thereafter of, of tight ends and, and all the way down to uh, Tegan TQ. I mean, like right. it's, it's he, been a, it's been a thing. It's for Oregon state for 20 years. Had, so. had
0: a huge touchdown in that uh, 2006 upset of USC had a huge touchdown. In that sun bowl comeback against Missouri in uh, that, that 10 win 2006 season is just littered with Joe Newton moments. Yep. Great pick. Great pick JP. Um, well, I was saying don't do it because there's two players I really wanted, and you picked one of them. Uh, the other, and I don't know who I would have gone with first here. I probably would have taken Joe Newton with my one of these two here. I'm going to go to my defensive player right now, and I'm going to take someone who I think I believe to be the best defensive player in Oregon State history. I'm going to take Jordan Poyer. Yeah, uh, nice. I think was definitely the best player during that generation. Uh, was just named, I think. In the top fifty, top four, I think is number forty-five player in the NFL. One hundred uh, voted on by other NFL players. I love Jordan Poyer. Uh, was awesome on that great twenty twelve Alamo Bowl team, uh, and has been a, a stalwart uh, in the. I mean, he was he was a late draft pick, but you know since he's been in Buffalo, he's been one of the best safeties in the NFL, um, and yeah, just. The the top of my board on defense
3: number four in Oregon State history in interceptions. You know who's ahead of him though, Sabby Piscatelli.
1: I have
2: Savvy on my list, man. <laughs> I haven't looked this yet. Uh, yeah. I
1: you have, have, are you gonna
2: take?
0: Are you gonna if you take Sabby, I'm gonna come through your Zoom and punch you in the face. No. <laughs> There's <laughs> no, never been a more it. handsome defensive player in the history of Oregon was, football. Was, sabby was handsome. I'll get. That. Uh, I I think Sabby might be two interceptions better than Jordan Poyer in the Oregon State history books. I think Jordan Poyer was literally better at everything on a football field than Sabby (laughs) Piscitelli was. Both Uh, handsome dudes. No offense to Sabby. uh, Yes, Sabby, very good-looking guy. <laughs> um, yeah, what Sabby's you know the, the the greatest uh one of the greatest names in college football. History. That was g
1: he's got a great football name. I mean Jordan is good to use JP, so we we gotta love that. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You
0: aren't you are named after Jordan Poyer, famously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I changed my name, actually. And I need to make my sixth pick. I think I'm gonna wait on tight end till the end here. <sighs>
1: You need running backs, that's it. I do
0: need a run I need one more I need a running back inside end. Yeah. Um and I'm gonna take Jamar Jefferson.
2: Yep. Yeah. Which Good is
0: I, I love Jamar Jefferson, twenty twenty Civil War, one of the best single game performances in that rivalry's history. Yep. Um, wish he had stayed one more year. I think it would have benefited his uh, draft stock. Um, but uh, it's been it's been fun to see him in the background of hard knocks shots uh, so far this season. I wish they would give him an interview because uh, I think he's got an interesting story to tell, and I think he's got a real chance at making that team. And we we've got a we'll have an updated uh, Oregon State training camp tracker on the dive, and hopefully it leads to uh, covering a lot of guys making the team. I think he's got a shot, but just a dude who had some of the most like fun runs to watch. Yeah. Like he kinda had the famine, famine feast Adrian Peterson school of running back where it's like you get thrown, it's like six straight carries between zero and three yards, but then the next one goes for 86, and then two plays later it goes for 79. And it's just like if you just keep at it and keep in there, like you're gonna bust loose. And just the way he ran all over that Ducks defense, like they had no idea what was coming in that 2020 game in Corvallis on a, f- a foggy night in the Willamette Valley, will stick with me forever. So, give me Munchie, JJ, uh, to put in my uh, Eat, running, running back field with Evanson Bernard. I'm feeling good about my running back position.
1: Ooh, yeah, nice. I love Jamar. Man, he was so fun. He was so for fun. sure. Love him.
0: All right, JP, you're a sixth pick. You can go quarterback or defensive player.
1: <laughs> going Al off lava. <laughs> nice.
0: <Yes>! Nice. <laughs>
1: yes! I love Al. Best name
3: yeah. in Oregon State history. Yep.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Aflava. Sabby. Sorry, Sabby. You were on the list, too. You're the only one that, uh, I of the four that I have on there, he is uh, the only one unpicked. So I just like Hoosh was the only unpicked receiver on my list. Sabby is I love
0: uh, I love Afalava.
1: Yeah. Sam. Oh, I love Al. I love Al. And I yeah. I I've said this before. Like I had a class with him, I think it was like Geology One O One or something or one one eleven. I don't know. Either way, yeah, him and I pairing up to talk about rocks <laughs> You can imagine how well we did on our labs. <laughs> Not good,
3: dude. He hit out of all Oregon State defenders. I think he had the
0: hardest hits.
1: Oh, yet. easily, By far. easily. Yeah. He also Man, got a missile.
0: He got flagged for so many clean hits because of how fucking yeah. hard he hit. Yeah,
1: but he also was a missile. I think it. I mean, yeah. part of it was due to the fact that a lot of his hits were also treacherous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like
0: he had some of those too. He he was good. He was good at leading with his at leading with his shoulder. But
1: when you are yeah, when you're parallel to the ground and you're leading with your shoulder and you're going 8 yards through the air at somebody <laughs> in section hey. hey like
3: Jack Parkman the says player off the field that you just hit as Jack Blacks Parkman says
0: in Major League Two, don't stand on the tracks when the train's coming through. I feel like <laughs> sure. it's very simple. But uh Alf will have a great pick. He also sacked the fuck out of Brett Favre when he was in the pros. Yeah. yeah. The Bears? He had some he had a, a season or two of good ball with the Bears. So it was yeah. good to see. Yeah. Um Benny, you need a running back and a tight end. So either, okay. either or here. All right, so yeah,
3: I'll pick both of them. I am go- with my running back pick. I'm going with Ryan Nall.
0: The wrecking Nall. Please <sighs> play five seconds of "Wrecking Ball" by Miley Cyrus.
2: <laughs>
3: That's right. For Ryan Nall's performance in the 2016 Civil War was amazing. And keep in mind, Ryan Nall was on the team in probably the roughest. Roughest time, right. uh, for Oregon State since the Fiesta Bowl team. Okay, yes, he since. stuck it
0: out, right?
3: Uh, and just yeah. kept
0: running over dudes.
3: Yeah, no, and
0: no complaints. Yeah, also,
3: yeah. also a graduate of Central Catholic High School. Shout out Central Catholic Rams. Uh, go Rams! Yeah,
0: go Rams!
1: Blake Brandel,
0: um, currently with the Minnesota Vikings, also a Central Catholic. That's one. right. Didn't Jody yeah.
1: Harrington go there?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, I
1: played. I. I so they, it, they can't all be winners. JP, look, you yeah. <laughs> have <We've>
2: got <laughs> damn
3: Ryan Gunderson go yeah. there. Ryan Gunderson went there. Yeah,
1: yes.
3: I, Gundy. I, I was uh, quarterback on the freshman football team when Ryan Gunderson was quarterback on the varsity. He paid go. me some attention. We went to the same grade school too. Were you? Uh, were you also I... a
0: senior? Were you a senior quarterback on the freshman football team? Uh, yeah, I. I. You know. <laughs>
1: you're year playing. senior baby yeah
0: <laughs> 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 nice. All right, and, and, and your tight end tight end
3: okay so here is the caveat here with with the only player pre uh fiesta bowl uh his name oh. is jack yoshihara Jack Yoshihara was on the 1942 team. And if you guys remember, that 1942 team went to go play in the Rose Bowl. But the Rose Bowl wasn't played and won it. Uh, Rose Bowl was not played in Pasadena. It was played in North Carolina because of Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor had just been bombed. So Jack Yoshihara was told... He couldn't travel because oh. he was Japanese and he, he, he couldn't travel more than he was told he couldn't travel more than 35 miles away. He was later taken to an internment camp yep. and was not never returned to his studies. He was given a ceremonial um, uh, degree in 2008, yep. uh, but I had never heard of him before. And I did uh, when I was doing research on on these graphics, I came across his, his story Um, and it's crazy. It's crazy that we don't talk about him more. It's crazy that he was, he wasn't recognized, uh, by beaver football. And, and I wanted to bring some notoriety to his story. Um, I, It's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely insane that that's what happened to a player on on our football team. I mean, it's crazy that that happened to people in our country in general. Um, But to have that affect Oregon State football in in that way and a particular person on Oregon State football in that way is um, I I wanted to bring some notoriety to it. So that was my caveat.
0: Way to go.
1: Very good. Thank you for bringing
0: that up, Benny, because that's... (laughs) A great point. And yes, uh, while you brought that up, uh, under the, uh, the fantasy, the belligerent beefs, fantasy football committee officially took this, uh, amendment under review and has approved it. So, uh, Jack, <laughs> thank Ishikara you did not get to travel to Durham, North Carolina for that. Uh, the, still the only Rose bowl that I believe that wasn't played at the actual Rose bowl. Yep. Because of the, the war, um, he is on your fantasy team, right. which pales in comparison to what he was owed. So I saw Agreed. I, the honorary degree, whatever. But hopefully there is even more done for. I want to
1: talk about this too for just a quick second because did you guys actually see how this went down? Uh, Benny, I'm sure you did. So like, this is on Oregon State's website, and they said four days before they attack on Pearl Harbor, as things were getting you know obviously treacherous between Japan and the United States. The Japanese-American students of OSC, the Oregon State, then OSC, wrote a letter to F.A. Guilfoyle, the president of the university, to express their loyalty to the United States. They had to literally tell their own university's president, we are loyal to the United States. Please just accept us as such. Guilfoyle responded a week later with appreciation of their sentiments, yet then complied with Executive Order 9066, which forced the removal of Japanese Americans uh and put them in internment camps. So Yeah. Well, fuck him.
3: Yeah, um, I it would be interesting to know how much um the school could I mean, looking, done. yeah, like yeah. And for, it's tough because from my perspective it's like you put everything on the line at that point to protect to pr- protect anybody that's being discriminated on because of their race, but specifically but like people that you're too. responsible for, right? it makes me want to push Oregon state athletic to recognize Jack Yoshihara
0: in some way.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Give yeah. him a goddamn, goddamn
0: statue. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you for bringing that up, Benny. I, I really appreciate that. So Benny's team is complete with uh, Sean Manning at quarterback, <clears throat> Ken Simonson and Ryan on the backfield. Sammy Stratter and James Rogers out wide. Jack Yoshihara at tight end and the, uh, the menace himself, Richard Seeger <laughs> on defense. Yeah. Uh, JP, you have one pick left and you need a quarterback. I know who you're going to pick. You pick it for me. <laughs> me need to. You got to go with your boy, right? Yeah. Eminem. M-
1: yeah. Matt Moore. Matt Moore, baby. Matty Matt Moore. <laughs> Let's go.
2: Shout out Matt Moore. <laughs>
0: Uh, rushing the field in 2006, I was lucky enough to just be in that scrum and Matt Moore popped up and I wrapped my arms around him and refused to let him go. Uh, Someone (laughs) had to have pried him out of my arms at some point. Um, but yeah, I was lucky enough to just be in that mass and then he just popped up and I was so happy. He's such a good dude. Happy for him. He's a great dude. He's such uh, a good dude. I have the last pick in the draft. I need a tight end. Uh, there's a few <laughs> good ones on the board. Go out with a uh, bang. T- Tim Ewis is still on the board. Uh, Tegan Quatoriano <laughs> is still on the board. He started touching touchdown last week. Uh, but I'm going to draft uh, Howard Kroom because uh, <laughs> Howard Kroom is coming on the show next week and uh, just took an exciting uh, job within the uh, Oregon State Athletic Department. And I was a big Howard Kroom fan when yes. he was uh, – Uh, In school, or in school at the same time. He gave me a high five outside of the Penn State game when uh, he was trying to hug his family and I got in the way. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. How a crew just high five. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so like we said that there's no like structure to how you put your fantasy belligerent beeves team together. Uh, This team's obviously like we're not going to have a traditional fantasy football season. We wanted to tug at heartstrings and just have our own approach and i think we all did that and i think we all ended up with a pretty impressive group of uh, seven oregon state football players each all with their own stories and their own chemistry uh and contributions to what will be another great year of uh, oregon state football and making all of our oregon state football fantasies come true that's right uh we left a lot of good players on the board we mentioned it kind of as we were going through but you know just uh, Moe Vow, BJ Baylor, who we talked about, of course, um, Newsen, Ruben Jackson. I had Shane Morales written down. Just, Shane had a lot of big games for us. Yeah. Um, Joe Halahuni in the tight end category, as well as Noah Togiai. Savvy Piscatelli. We only got one Tally. defensive player each, so that could have been the big thing. But also Nick Barnett. Damian um, Martinez. Strath-
2: Scott Crichton, A.K.A.
0: Crichtonite. I feel like it would have. We couldn't take active players. That would have been too much favoritism.
1: <laughs> but,
3: but all so for
1: quarterback, I'm drafting Damian Martinez. For tight end, I'm drafting Damian
0: Martinez. <laughs>
1: We also
3: left, uh, left the best-named Oregon State player off the board. We couldn't pick him because he is pre-Fiesta Bowl. But Rob <laughs> Thomas, JP, play uh, 5 Seconds of 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20, please.
2: <laughs> it's been two hours! <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: been two hours it has been too long so jp please play five seconds of closing time by Semisonic in honor of <laughs> us not having to go home I know. We've got to get the hell up out of here, and we've got to give JP more things to do to close out this episode. You love (laughs) us, JP. That's why you do this. That's why you play five seconds of any song we want whenever we want. (laughs) This has been a really fun episode, and we will be back next week with Howard Kroom with the football predictions episode. Because football season's starting. This is the last episode that we will record before college football games are played. It's week zero this coming week. Oregon State's not playing, so who the fuck cares? But I'm still going to watch some college football. Northwestern versus Nebraska in Dublin? Yeah, I'm turning that on. Are you kidding me? Dublin, Ohio or Dublin, Ireland? Or Dublin, California. All three. They're playing (laughs) one quarter in four different Dublins. And And next week they're (laughs) playing in Pittsburgh.
2: All of them.
0: (laughs) Those are the new overtime rules. Each overtime needs to be played in a different Pittsburgh. So it can only go up to like nine overtimes. (laughs) How have we not been asked to run the NCAA yet? I don't know. We run it better. We're sitting right here. We're (laughs) right here, Kevin Warren. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to another Unhinged and unbelievable and unstoppably fun episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast. My name is Terry Horstman at Terry Horstman on Twitter and at Terrence Horstman on the Instagram. That just reminded me that uh, Sir Henry Anderson was
1: another player. Um, I
0: love,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Shout Fancy out Big boy. Al. Uh, Shout
1: out Big Al. Rest in peace.
0: And joined with me as always, J.P. Bertram at J.P. Bertram on Instagram and at the underscore trio underscore J on Twitter. He's two trio to be real. He's the one doing all the ones and twos on the podcast, making all of your please play five second dreams come to life. And of course, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian, we Benny scoops Benny with the good quaff Benny who I feel like got a new nickname in this episode but I'm forgetting what it was at this point. Benny Bedlam.
1: Benny (laughs)
2: Bedlam.
0: Hashtag Benny Bedlam. Oh because he's crazy folks he's crazy. (laughs) Benny Bedlam in Tacoma Washington at Benny L 1986 on the social media channels. Be sure to check out our merch store for all of the new merch we just launched, uh, the new athletes we just signed. Shout out Sarah Hendigis and Damian Martinez. Thank you for being down with what we're trying to do, which is you know spread peace, love, promotion, awareness to Oregon State athletes and every corner of the beaver fam check out the dive on belligerentbeavs.com for new sick written content including the <laughs> belligerent beavs training camp tracker beaves and the pros which will be updated we'll have a women's soccer recap coming up this week another uh essay coming up this week on oregon state football and some running back stuff and all kinds of dope shit all 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 the types of content video audio Written word, spoken word, acting out word, we have have a musical braille and shit. Yeah, we're all over the place. If it's entertainment, we're involved. We're the Entertainment 720 of Oregon State Podcast, and we will go around the world twice for you beaver fam thank you for listening to another episode please rate and review the show five stars on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcast please share the show with a friend and remember please remember on this last weekend without any oregon state football to come the following week that you cannot spell chop them without hope chop them chop
2: Chop them bring back bernice